Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps. And then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. Something we all need to start taking a lot more seriously. Also, states are opening, states are closing down, and finally somebody struggling a bit at the gas pump. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. 
Before we get rolling tonight, I need to make a personal note on behalf of the I'm Right staff here. I just wanted to put it out there that my personal assistant is down with COVID symptoms. He's being tested. He's going to get test results back in a day or two. So while he's down, I would very, very, very much appreciate if everybody out there could say a prayer for me because I have to get my own water and everything now. And look, <laughs> this is not the salt mines here. Anyway, yeah. All right. In all seriousness, let's take something. Uh, let's have a hard truth moment. We do something. You do it, and I do it. We do this when it comes to leftists all the time here in America. We do this because it comforts us. It makes us feel better. And here's what it is. They'll propose something radical, or somebody will suggest something radical. And it's so insane to us, because your mind doesn't work that way, and my mind doesn't work that way, that we dismiss it out of hand. As, <laughs> they're never going to do that. Oh, that's just some idiot. They're never going to do that. We do this all the time. I'm just as guilty of it. Oh, please. They're never going to do that. Who would be that stupid? Leftists are that stupid. Leftists will do that. We need to start waking up and accepting the fact that when the most extreme elements of the Democrat Party propose something, and it sounds insane, and it sounds terrible, and we're thinking to ourselves, oh, okay. Well, they're never going to cross. That's a bridge too far. They're never going to do it. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. I don't care what policy proposal you think is hanging out there. And it's some, you know, right now with some idiot congressman somewhere. And you're thinking to yourself, well, nobody's going to listen. It's AOC. No one's going to listen to AOC. I mean, she's, she's an idiot. No one's going to listen to AOC, right? They're not. What, what are they? No one's going to actually pass the Green New Deal. Did you see that? It's insane. As soon as she put it out there, almost every single candidate running for president on the Democrat ticket came out vocally supporting it, vocally supporting the most radical piece of suggested legislation we've ever seen in this country. Reparations is a new one out there. You're starting to hear it now. It's just right now. It's just a whisper. And I see so many people on the right doing this thing of <laughs> never going to happen. Oh, what, what are we going to? Yeah, right. They're not going to. Mark my words, within five, five years, maybe less, I don't know whether or not it will pass. I guarantee you a gigantic piece of reparations legislation will begin making its way through Congress. And in fact, I think five years is probably being really generous and maybe less than a month. Somebody is going to suggest it. Somebody is going to run with this. And let me tell you something else. It might pass. Now, I know what you're saying. That's crazy. We can't. It's crazy. We can't. What have you seen from the supposed party that would put a stop to it in the past month? While America's cities burned, while there was looting, murders, riots, property destruction all across the United States of America. Do you know what your Republican Party and my Republican Party has done from top to bottom? Nobody's exempt from top to bottom. They've been working on police reform. Wait, what? They haven't been out there going to bat for the, the homeowners, the business owners. They haven't been out there loudly opposing these insane Black Lives Matter riots. They joined right along with the leftists and proposed police reform. 
Donald Trump, in response to the anarchy we've seen, brought in Van Jones to advise him on police reform policy. Back to the reparations I just brought up. Now, let me ask you again. Do you think the Republican Party really digs its heels in if that piece of legislation is proposed and says no? Oh, yeah. Now it's hitting home, isn't it? When they suggest insane things, they mean these insane things. And I'm about to show you one they suggested, everybody dismissed out of hand, and it's, it's becoming a reality. But before we get to that, let's deal with this homeowner in St. Louis. You know, by now have seen this. It was the picture slash video seen around the world. Some dude in his pink polo shirt, his khakis, and his wife come marching out of their house, hold weapons up to these Black Lives Matter protesters who had just kicked down his gate and marched across his property. Here's this. The only thing we said is this is private property. Go back. Private property. Leave now. Um, at that point, everybody got enraged. There were people wearing body armor. One person pulled out some loaded uh, pistol magazines and clicked them together and said, you were next. Um, we're threatened with our lives, threatened with a house being burned down, my office building being burned down, even our dog's life being threatened. Um, it, was, it was about as bad as it can get. I mean, and there was, you know, I really thought it was storming the Bastille, that we would be dead and the house would be burned and there was nothing we could do about it. It was a huge and, and frightening crowd and they were they broke in the gate and were coming at us. Here's the thing. We've talked about this before. And it's, by the way, I, I'm hearing, and I don't have confirmation on this because I don't do research for the show. I'm actually hearing those two are civil rights attorneys in St. Louis, Democrats. So it's not as if these are card-carrying Republicans from what I hear. But be that as it may, it doesn't matter. Democrat, Republican, as I've been warning everybody about. People move to certain neighborhoods, mostly it's the suburbs, or there's always that super nice neighborhood in the city no one else can afford to live in. People move to those neighborhoods for a reason. They move there for a purpose. And one of the main reasons all the time is safety. These areas, especially like the burbs, these areas are armed. They are armed. And what's happened now is since nobody has had the balls in this country to put down these riots, to put down this absurd black supremacist movement. Nobody's had the balls to put it down. They're emboldened. They keep getting bolder and bolder and bolder. You've seen the videos all over the place. Trashing cop cars, shooting at people, violence, looting, rioting, all over the place because they're the power in these neighborhoods now. Cops can't do anything about it. Cops have been ordered to stay home, don't do anything about it. And now they're getting bolder and bolder and bolder. And my big, big, big concern is they're going to get bold enough to start moving these things out to the burbs. And when they start moving these things out to the burbs, that's going to be a really, really, really ugly situation and a potentially very deadly situation. Oh, it's going to take one wrong thing here, one wrong thing there, one person snaps here, and we're going to have a bloodbath on our hands. Why? Because nobody... Republican or Democrat had the balls to stand up and speak out against this insanity in the very beginning. Everybody cowered down. Everybody catered to the mob. 
Everybody threw their stupid commie Black Lives Matter hashtag all over their social media page, and not one person had the guts to step up in this country and be an adult and say, uh, no, you can actually not loot anything. In fact, you can shut up and go home or you'll be arrested immediately. But hey, what do I know? That just sounds like leadership to me. Back to what I was talking about, about the policy proposals. You heard very early on that people were coming out all over the place. So, Defund the police. Eliminate the police. Disband the cops. Defund the cops. And I saw so many people on the right saying, well, okay, they're never going to do that. Yeah, they are. And there has been a very intense, detailed, focused discussion over the last month on how we change policing, how we focus more on young people and the needs of communities, how we address disparities, how we redistribute. And I have to tell you, it's been a very productive conversation. So over this weekend, City Hall here at City Hall, my office presented to the City Council a plan that would achieve a billion dollars in savings for the NYPD and shift resources to young people, to communities, in a way that would help address a lot of the underlying issues that we know are the cause of so many problems in our society. A billion dollars in savings, in case you didn't catch that. New York City, which has been in an ugly, ugly state for about the last month as the criminals rule the streets, their response to all that is to cut a billion dollars from the New York City Police Department. Have your fun. Sucks, though, because I love New York City. Genuinely sucks. Have no idea when I'll ever be back for a visit now. Let them have it, I suppose. And surprise, surprise, not only are cops quitting, retiring in droves, they're being quite vocal now about the fact uh, morale's pretty low. When you start uh, tinkering with the budget of the LAPD, um, even though on the, on the onset it looks large, but even $150 million will have serious impacts because the first place that we're going to go is we're going to slow or freeze hiring. Um, and right now the LAPD only hires to about its own attrition rate, so we're never adding to our ranks. And if you cut funding from us and delay uh, recruit classes and hiring, it will create a domino effect, and you're looking at about a loss of almost 800 officers over the next two years. And with the World Cup and the Olympics coming, I don't think we can afford um, to do that. And we're going to have a very hard time meeting our 911 response times like we already do now. Um, and it's going to take a long time to get through the investigations of crimes um, that are violent in nature or even the property crimes. So there's a real impact to cut, cutting our budget. And I had one officer tell me that he feels like a Vietnam soldier returning home to a country that hates him. Um, and that's not a good place to be. Having discussions, uh, productive discussions about police reform are appropriate um, and needed, we think. But the vilification and the constant um, verbal battering of our profession has taken a huge toll on top of what they were expected to do uh, with the protests and with COVID. So um, morale is low right now. Of course it is. How could it not be? We have decided somehow collectively in this country that cops are the enemy. That cops are the reason for the problem in the urban black community in this country. Why do we have to agree on that? Are we, are we so scared of being called a racist that we have to agree on that? ABC News had a headline out today about the NYPD, about New York City police, and almost half of the people, you know, arrested uh, have been black. 
Uh, this is this is directly from it. Between January 1st, 2014, when stop and frisk effectively ended, and December 31st, 2019, blacks have comprised 48% of the nearly 1.8 million arrests made by the NYPD. The statistics in the five-year period show that most arrests, 281,258, were made for dangerous drugs, while 208,000 and change were made for misdemeanor assault, and another 90,000 were for fe felony assault. So, again... If you're uncomfortable with the arrest numbers, how do you look at those arrest numbers and automatically assign the blame to the police? What? What kind of childish thinking is that? Are we really, really doing that? Are there people who genuinely believe that? Or are they too scared to actually say the truth? Maybe, and hear me out here, maybe the urban black community has issues that go way, 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 way beyond the police officers. And when we start removing the police officers from those communities, maybe those issues are only going to get worse. And the great people who do live there are going to continue to get trampled by the bad people who live there. Maybe we have an issue with family. Dare I say it? Are we allowed to say it? Or do we all have to take the same line now, like a bunch of lemmings, that the cops are the fault? The cops are the problem. Not here. Not on this show. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, you know what makes me uncomfortable? Watching Americans work their butts off, save up a fortune, put a fortune into a 401k or IRA that's all in stocks and bonds? Do you even understand what they're doing at the Fed right now? Do you understand what they're doing with interest rates? What we're doing with spending? And I don't know if you've seen, we're about to talk about it next segment, a brand new round of lockdowns are coming. So this bad economy with 40 million people still unemployed is actually about to get worse. My word, there has never been a better time to get a hold of Birch Gold and find out about a precious metals IRA legally moving your money to a precious metals IRA and making sure it's safe. Go to birchgold.com slash jesse. That's birchgold.com slash jesse. We'll be back. We're going to go do a little brief rewind in history here. Now, we're not going way, 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 way back. Just a few months ago. And do you remember this incredible, incredible, amazing TV star got up on his show and told you that law enforcement was going to be irreparably harmed by the COVID lockdown enforcement? Who was that? Oh, that was me. That was me. But no, in all seriousness, let's remember what happened. We had these horrible lockdowns, and these governors and mayors and all over, red and blue, we're not, we're not putting this all on Democrats, decided this business has to close and your business has to close. And I'm sorry about your job. Nope, you're closing too. We'll close the beaches. We'll close the parks. They're tearing down basketball hoops. They took sand and filled in a, sta a skate park in Venice Beach. These tyrants got off on this whole thing, and everybody who witnessed it could see. And what happened? Well, people started to push back a little. People started to break those rules, and the cops came. These little tyrant politicians 
did what politicians always do, not just in our country, the history of the world. They have an armed enforcement arm that makes sure the little people are forced to do the things the politician wants them to do, the leader wants them to do. And I came out on this show and told all of you several times that law enforcement's reputation with their communities, because a law enforcement's, a local law enforcement agency's relationship with their community is a very personal thing. It's a very personal thing. And that relationship was fracturing, and it was going to lead to some serious, serious blowback on cops. I'm not saying it's everything we're seeing now, but you can bet it's part of it. Now, that's the bad news. The good news is this. I think they know it. I think they realize how bad some of that looked. At least some of them appear to. And I think now that all these politicians, again, on both sides, are pivoting right back around from protests and funerals to, up, oh, get back in your house, lock down. You can't do this, you can't do that. I think some of these cops, some of these sheriffs have realized, yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not enforcing that crap. L.A., of all places, L.A.'s county sheriff, Alex Villanueva, had this to say in response to them coming out and saying they were closing the beaches on July 4th. For a Californian, you might as well tell them they can't have any water for two months. He said, quote, We were not consulted on the beach closure, and we will only assist our beach cities in closing parking lots and traffic enforcement on PCH. In regards to enforcing the beach closure, we will not be enforcing it because we are a care-first, jail-last. Okay. Good for them. I hope that begins to spread. And understand, that's what we need right now in this country. We don't need to take all of it back at once. But the reason everybody feels like everyone's on their heels and we're surrounded and these insane people are just crushing us right now is because all the momentum is going one way. That's why I've been so harsh on Republicans, because they've been useless and fearful and backpedaling and surrendering to the other side. All we need is a couple strong people to step up and say, enough is enough. The cops are not the enemy. We're going back the other way. And then people will follow them and momentum can shift. But we can never, ever get there if we're trying to pass our own piece of anti-cop legislation through the Senate with the approval of the President of the United States of America. How are we supposed to gain momentum back? Well, yeah, the cops suck, but only a little. What message is that? Then you have people like this idiot governor in New Jersey. He has decided that lockdowns are back. Here's what he said. Update. Indoor dining will no longer resume on Thursday. We had planned to loosen restrictions this week. However, after COVID-19 spikes in other states, driven by, in part, the return of indoor dining... We have decided to postpone indoor dining indefinitely. Now, let me see if I get that right. Due to indoor dining. Hmm. Now it's Governor Murphy. I would have sworn this is also Governor Murphy right here. That's weird. Indoor dining caused a coronavirus spike in New Jersey. But gosh, I don't know. Let me squint and look a little harder. Those look like pictures of... Governor Murphy packing himself in with thousands and thousands and thousands of Black Lives Matter protesters just like last week. You see, this is going to cause a bitterness level in this country that these politicians, again, on both sides are not ready for. 
because you told everybody to shut up and lose their job. You don't get to attend the funeral of your dead mom. You don't get to attend the funeral of your dead mom. We told people that. And then, like that, we decided, oh, well, if it's on behalf of Black Lives Matter, of course you can mob the streets in droves. And then, like that, we're back to telling people, whoa, 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 don't open your business. Close back up. What are you doing? You can't spread the virus. There's going to be a bitterness level in this country like you've never seen before as they attempt this again. And you know what? They deserve every ounce of hate you can pour on them, these hypocritical, disgusting scumbags. Here's Republican Arizona Governor Doug Ducey. Effective at 8 p.m. tonight, we are instituting a month-long pause on operations of bars, gyms, movie theaters, water parks, and tubing rentals. This will help relieve stress on our healthcare system and give time for new transmissions to slow. Effective today, organized events of more than 50 people are prohibited. Arizonans should celebrate the 4th of July responsibly this weekend, including by staying home, avoiding large gatherings, and wearing a mask if you do go out. The first day of school for in-person learning will be delayed until August 17th. Distance learning can begin before then. This delay allows additional time for schools to implement safety precautions, including making available remote learning options again. That is not a Democrat. That's not Gavin Newsom of California. That's not Kamala Harris. That's not Joe Biden. That's not even AOC. That's a Republican governor. That's a Republican governor who I actually know. And the thing is, Maybe I'm wrong. Someone can correct me. I didn't hear any forceful statements about the commie front group Black Lives Matter over the past few weeks. Maybe that's my fault, I guess. That's what's happening right now. Scary times. Watch out. We need to hold our own party accountable a whole lot more because apparently we are stuck with some losers. Now, I don't want you to be a loser financially. And do you realize there's this huge financial crime sweeping the country and nobody seems to know about it? Except that the FBI, they're freaking out about it. And again, part of the problem is nobody knows about it. It's home title theft. And that sounds so insane because people think, well, what, what are they going to steal my home? No, that's not how it works. You, There's a title for your home. Only it's not this anymore. It's not on a piece of paper. It's digital. And these cyber criminals digitally get a hold of it like that. It's easy for them. They digitally get a hold of it. Then they put your signature on it. I know they did it to me, and the signature looks 100% real. They get it to a bank, a lending institution. They take a loan out against your title. Guess who gets the bill? You do. All of a sudden, you're getting late notices in the mail. Honey, did you did you go to the bank? Don't be a victim of that. You might already be a victim of it and not know it. If you go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address, you can actually already see if you're a victim of it. While you're there, don't forget to use the promo code JESSE and you can actually get 30 free days of protection. HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be back.
Joining me now from the Blaze TV's great News and Why It Matters show, Sarah Gonzalez. Sarah, before we get going with all the news and why it matters, I don't think we've ever formally congratulated you on this show because apparently you're going to crank out another kid and it's going to be a boy. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. I don't know how I'm going to do it with two boys. I know you have two boys as well. Uh, just the one, I, I, don't, I, I just kind of shuffle along through the day like a zombie, so I'm not sure how it's going to go with two, but thank you. We'll see. Well, boys are fantastic. Everybody knows boys are better than girls. Moving along to the news. The couple in St. Louis, they, uh, the Democrat civil rights attorneys, I believe, they were all over the news yesterday. We don't have to rehash the entire story. But I was a little bit shocked at some people on the right who were uncomfortable with them brandishing their weapons when a bunch of Black Lives Matter protesters kicked down their gate and marched across their front lawn shouting threats at them. Are people on the right unaware of why we hold the firearms we hold? Hey, unfortunately, I do think that there are some people on the right who are unaware of uh, why we uh, collect guns so to speak. But, you know, it is interesting, a trigger discipline aside, because I know we all looked at these videos and cringed uh, when you saw the, the woman's finger on the trigger. So trigger discipline aside, how else are you supposed to get the message across to these people before they come and do you harm that you will be able to defend and protect yourself? I'm not sure, because hiding in your house with your gun behind your back is really probably not a good way to show them that you actually have the ability to protect yourself. So I was all for it. There was nothing wrong with it. I know I saw a lot of people talking about, you know, well, the, the protesters were peaceful and they have the right to march down a street. Well, not a private street in a private gated community. It's called trespassing. So, uh, you know, more power to these, to these uh, people who lived there. I do hope that they revisit their stance of being pro-Black Lives Matter for the group. I, I hope that this has been an eye-opening experience for them in what the group really is about. And yes, and speaking of which, I don't know if you and I have talked about this before, but how are this many people this stupid, Sarah? We ha this Black Lives Matter hashtag is everywhere. It's all across corporate America. A guy I know from a major university, which I don't want to name drop here because I promised him I wouldn't, got it from their athletics department. It's printed all over their athletics posters. This is a communist front group. And it's not as if it's a well-hidden communist front group. You can go right on their webpage. I, th I think it's blacklivesmatter.com. They have it all laid out. The destruction of the nuclear family, everything. This is a radical group. And when you donate to them, it goes right to Act Blue right to the Democrat Party's slush fund. It's all out there in the open. Is all of society this stupid, or have they just not looked into this enough? I think it's a combination of both, quite frankly. I think that there are a lot of, uh, you know, uh, Marx would say useful idiots uh, when it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement because the Democrats have been very, very effective in their messaging, in their feel-good messaging, in what they label their organizations. Black Lives Matter. I mean, how could you possibly say that black lives don't matter, therefore you're a racist if you don't agree with everything this organization stands for? They're, they're very effective, like it or not, in their messaging of their organizations, and it makes people feel compelled to agree with them without doing the digging, without looking into it. And as you said, it's just on a surface level. If they would just take the 10 seconds to Google the organization's website and look into it, it's right there clear as day. But they don't choose to do that because we live in a society where everything is about, you know, clicks 
and what the captions are labeled. And that's as far as people look, unfortunately. So there are a lot of useful idiots these days that are being used by the left and by the Democrats to uh, to fund Act Blue and to fund this organization. And I do find it very sad that, I mean, people can't just do the basic digging necessary to find out what this group is all about. It's right there for them to see. Sarah, I'm going to ask you a personal question. I know this is on air, this is live TV, all that other stuff, but I want you to hit me totally honest, all right? Okay. Is that a functional gunball machine behind you? <laughs> you know what? It's funny. Um, I actually, we've never actually tried taking a gumball out, so I've never been told by the set designer whether or not it is functional, but I will tell you if it is, the gumballs have been there for way too long, so I don't recommend Oof. eating one if you do, in fact, actually get one out. <laughs> Those would be the ones that kind of turn to dust in your mouth. Uh, yeah, it would be ugly. <laughs> All right, moving along. I've tried to explain to people, I opened up the show explaining to people that when leftists put out these radical proposals, the people on the right, and I've done this too, we kind of dismiss it as being so insane and absurd that they're not going to actually do it. And that we see them now defunding police. Minneapolis is actually disbanding their police. New York's cutting a billion dollars. And as soon as they came out in the beginning and said eliminate or defund the police, we dismissed it. Many people did. Of, oh, they don't mean it. They mean all this stuff. Yeah. No, it's it's very true. They do mean it. And, you know, there are a lot of people, even on the right, who will latch on, including President Trump. You know, they latched on to the messaging that, you know, we need to fix police. We need to fix police brutality. Uh, obviously, anytime that happens, it is an issue that needs to be addressed. But to act like the whole of the police system is corrupt and needs modification is just buying into this leftist narrative. And it's just perpetuating this false narrative that all police are bad because they're maybe one or two or, you know, a handful of them who might need some new training. So um, it is something that unfortunately we do see the left shows their hand every time and almost every time conservatives don't take them seriously. And then, I mean, let's, let's look at Obamacare as an example. You know, we all said, hey guys, this is, they're trying to aim towards single payer. If, if we let this go through, if we don't put up a fight, this is going to go towards single payer. And sure enough, you know, it was a Trojan horse. It was right out there for everyone to see. Now they want single payer. Um, so it, it's very clear uh, that we need to take the left seriously when they're talking about stuff like this. And unfortunately, uh, conservatives don't seem to learn the first time. They always seem to learn the hard way. The easy way is not really the path I feel that we take. It's always the hard way that we learn. Uh, and then we don't learn from our mistakes and we keep repeating the same cycle. Speaking of the hard way, apparently we're going to do these lockdown things again. Uh, Sarah, how can they possibly think the public is going to be okay with it? Or am I crazy and the public's just going to lay down and take it again? I, honestly, Jesse, I, I wonder if they will because the, the government has seen that the fear that they're instilling in these people is so great of a weapon that they can use against the general public that they're going to use it. I mean, I just saw, I was with uh, family members the other day. We went out to a, a movie theater where we were going to participate in a movie uh, showing that was just our family. We showed up. We were the only ones not in masks. There was no mask mandate there. And then as we showed up and we were the only ones not in masks, I noticed some of the family members taking off their masks, pulling them down, 
once we got there. And so I think that there are a lot of people who are just going to go along with it because they don't want to be the first ones to, to throw a fit. They don't want to be the first ones to say, I'm not doing this anymore. Nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to be the one to stand up and say enough is enough. And they're, they're too afraid and they go along with the flow. And uh, quite frankly, I see that happening this time around. I know there will be a handful of us. You and I have been very vocal from the beginning that we should not be doing this and that the science doesn't support it. But unfortunately, I think the majority of people will go along to get along because they're too scared of being the ones to stand up and say this is this is enough and it, the science doesn't warrant it. Sarah Gonzalez with the news and why it matters. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Now, you need to sleep. And I'm going to give you something. I'm going to give it to you straight here. You realize it can make you more money when you start sleeping? You have no idea how much you haven't maxed your, your potential at work until you start sleeping, then you realize it. I've noticed it in my own shows. I, I used to not have it, and now that I have an ebb sleep, I get seven, eight hours of sleep every single night, and I feel like my mind is going 10 miles a minute, and you know what a huge genius mind I have anyway. But in all seriousness, your productivity levels go through the roof because your energy level goes up. Your mind works better. Stop taking sleeping pills. Stop drinking booze to go to sleep. Stop all these weird remedies. You know, you're putting the weird oils on your necks. Just get an ebb sleep. It calms down those thoughts that are keeping you awake. Go to tryebb.com slash jesse. That's tryebb.com slash jesse. Use the promo code jesse at checkout. Get 25 bucks off. All right. Joining me now is my old friend, Amanda Head. She's the managing editor from The Hollywood Conservative. Amanda, the NBA, I don't know whether you're a fan or not, it doesn't really matter, is now announcing they're, they're considering allowing the players to put social justice messages on their jersey instead of their names. I'm not trying to pick on them specifically. This is apparently everywhere in our society, and I think it is tearing the nation apart because I think people feel like they can't escape this stuff ever. Am I crazy? Oh my gosh. People already feel like they can't escape politics. They turn on the news and even a virus from China is being turned political. Joe Biden, who after 89 days of not answering questions from the press, finally goes out there today. And it turns out he's just as good at lying 40 years later uh, than he was back in you know his, second, his first and second time around running for president. They have ruined everything. And I keep thinking to myself, Surely there's something out there that the left hasn't ruined, at least to you know a, a large degree. But sports is definitely not in that category. It's not just the NBA. It's also women's soccer, who every single person on that team at uh, the, the Challenge Cup, I believe in Utah over the weekend, Every single one of them knelt for the national anthem. They also, along with their coaches, had Black Lives Matter t-shirts on. The NBA, yeah, they can put Black Lives Matter messages on the back of their jerseys. They're also going to emblazon Black Lives Matter along the sidelines. This is at Disney, by the way. They are reopening their season at the Disney Resort in Orlando. And these are the type of shenanigans. The one saving grace... Now, I know that we are all desperate for some sports right now, and practically anything out there is fair game for our eyeballs, but I do think that enough people are ticked off enough about their sports being ruined, whether they're on the left or the right, that they're finally able to throw in the towel and say, until you guys can keep politics out of it, I'm out. 
Hopefully you're right, but isn't that our weakness, Amanda? And look, I'll be honest. I've been ter- about this, terrible about this in the past, too. It'll be a, a movie with some idiot director or actor. And I, oh, I can't believe they said that. And then it's an Avengers movie, so i got to take my kids out there to it. You know, it's, it's so easy to swing through the Starbucks drive-thru or whatever most recent idiotic company there is. Are we, have we all been too lazy in still financially supporting these companies that hate us? Yes, uh, except for me. I will actually pop my own collar and brush some dirt off my shoulder because I am very good at boycotting and sticking. I am absolutely so stubborn and obstinate when it comes to this stuff. I keep a running list of boycotting of boycott companies in my phone. Um, as you know, Jesse, I suffer from horrendous migraines. The only thing that can stave off a migraine for me is caffeine. If I am in, if I am in a remote area and the only coffee available to me is Starbucks, I won't buy it. I also won't shop at, at Target, as you know, for the past three months. We are still suffering from a toilet paper crisis. If Target was the last store in Burbank that had toilet paper, I would resort to using washcloths. We, we <laughs> to, to what your point was, we are not putting our money where our mouths are. I know that there are a lot of conservatives who who akin boycotting with cancel culture. To me, they are not the same thing. Uh, for me, I am a big supporter of boycotting because as conservatives, if you are going to, to sit at home and complain about a company and complain about what their CEO said and complain about their policies and complain about what, pl- what political candidate they support, but you're still going there and buying their products and patronizing their business, then I'm sorry, but you're a hypocrite. We all need to have the courage of conviction to actually nail down these companies and put our money and our mouths where our words are. Amanda, you mentioned Joe Biden earlier, and I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around this, that the Democratic nominee for president, well, not officially yet, but we all know which way it's going, is in severe mental decline. And everybody knows it. Everybody can see it. Even half the Democrats don't deny it anymore. And look, given the calamity right now in the country, let's be honest, as much as you and I may not want it, there's a chance that man is elected president of the United States of America. And Joe Biden can't function. How's that person going to sit across the table from Vladimir Putin and defend our interests? It is, I'm stunned that this is how we got here. How did we get here? If we're going to talk about the prospect of Joe Biden becoming president, then I'm going to need to go downstairs and grab a bottle of tequila. Um, this man, <laughs> who he he can't see. Actually, today at his press conference, it was absolutely astounding that he was able to string together that many coherent thoughts. Obviously, he had a teleprompter, and of course, they had to clear out the podium area so as to not create an irresistible impulse of sniffing for him. But, you know, between January 1st and February 12th, Joe Biden had 49 public opportunities, whether it was a press conference, whether it was, uh, you know, an appearance on a network, a campaign event. He had 49 chances to mention coronavirus, and he didn't mention it even once. And this morning during his press conference, the lying that spewed forth from that man's mouth is unbelievable. And if you want, I can run down the timeline of the things that he has said, but it basically includes him calling Trump a xenophobe, uh, a fear monger, saying that masks don't work. He praised China. China for their transparency, called President Trump a bigot for the travel ban from China. And now he's sitting here acting like after 30 years as a public official and vice president under the last administration, now he's finally got it figured out and he's the man to sit in the Oval Office. Amanda, how much of this is coming from them to get him elected? How much of this anarchy in the streets 
is organized and it, it all stops the second Joe Biden gets elected, if God forbid he actually does? Yeah, I'm looking forward to coronavirus and all of the rioting ending on November 4th. Um, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm not one of these tinfoil hat conspiracy nuts who thinks that the coronavirus was something implemented by the Democrat Party to tank President Trump's economy. But I do think that they seized on the opportunity and they exploited the coronavirus to their gain. You know, you look at the rhetoric from Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, you can run down the list of Democrats and the way that they spoke about this coronavirus in January in February, and it's very, very different. It's diametrically opposed to the language that they started using just a few weeks later when they realized that they could use this to tank the one thing that they know they cannot defeat Donald Trump on, and that's the economy. Amanda, who does he go for for vice president? I feel like the worst kept secret out there right now is he's going Kamala Harris. I know you're probably going to need to pause for a moment and go vomit because she is your senator there in California. Does he go Kamala Harris? <laughs> if he does, you know, I, I understand that for a party and an ideology in America who doesn't do their homework, she's an excellent pick. But if you look at her record as a federal prosecutor in California, she was not kind to the black community. So if they even spent five minutes doing their research, uh, research on her, I think that the black vote would abandon her. What I think is amazing, contrasting with that, is that I... I have a lot of black friends, I'm just gonna say it, you know, the, the age old white person who says, well, my one black friend, um, I am telling you that there is a movement in black America right now. And mark my words, on November 3rd, the black vote is going to be what pushes Donald Trump over the finish line. Amanda Head, Hollywood conservative, thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. All right, well, Gas pumps can be confusing. I mean, not for me, but apparently they can be really confusing for some people. Hang on. I have to say something in defense of the person in the video we're about to laugh at. We've all done that thing where we get a rental car, you're traveling somewhere, you borrow your buddy's car, you get a rental car, and you have to fill it up again or for the first time and you pull into the pump and you screw up where, which side the pump is on because it's on an opposite side of the car you're used to driving. That's the nicest way I can possibly defend this person who really, really doesn't get it. She already did this once. She just drove, okay. So she knows that now. I th well, this is the so she this is the second time she's done this, so she she should now drive to the so that it's on the driver's side. The tank is on the driver's side. The same side as her, right? Yes. Okay. But she pulled a circle last time. No way is she going to do it again. Now she's going to back into the right. Yeah. Nope. She had it. If she would have no, <laughs> oh no! Is she just going to the same? No, she she would have had to pull around. Oh no! <laughs> does she what? just not know which side the tank is on, or does she think she's she? No, she knows. She has to know. She just saw that it's not on the passenger side. <laughs> okay, so she's pulled up again Whoa. on the wrong side. Hang on. 
whoa, that person just whipped in there real quick, like. Hang on, is she gonna realize it? Does she see it? She walks right past the gas tank. <laughs> okay, okay, so now she's got it. Now she's got it. I cut the video a little short. She didn't get it the next time either. These people vote. Keep that in mind. I'll see you tomorrow. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. Uh, these stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com, Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the foundation's homeless veteran program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans because all veterans who served honorably, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T. Org. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Jesse. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hannah Storm and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.